settle down in your armchair. Blandy's back for the Whistleblowers podcast with Brendan Bowers. It's 100% the sport you love. And welcome to another Whistleblowers podcast from FC Sports Media. Brendan Bowers, g'day. G'day, Blandy. How are you, mate? I'm all right. You're back on deck this week. Yeah, back in the land of the living. Uh, That's good to to know that uh, you're all well. Uh, Weather fine, track good, as they say. Now, uh, our special guest this week coming up. Uh, Done well here, haven't you? We have. A local boy done good, as they say. Yeah, Jermaine Hopgood is... Our special guest this week on the Whistleblowers podcast. Stick around for that Queensland State of Origin squad member. That was massive news. Uh, now, let's get down to business. And I guess we can't uh, start with anything else other than the cricket, of course, Australia wrapping up the second test at Lords without any controversy whatsoever. Well, the score is really irrelevant, isn't it, when we talk about this match? But well done to the Aussies. Well, it's not irrelevant because we won the bloody game and it was a really important game for us to win and we've done so. Absolutely. 43 runs was the difference. And how courageous was it to see Nathan Lyon hobble back out there to bat? (sighs) Courageous. And uh, yes, we talk about the spirit of the game. Here we go. Um, um, He wasn't allowed a runner. I know. Mm. So uh, Ben Stokes, the England captain, said, no, nope, you're not getting a runner, mate. So uh, you talk about the spirit of the game? Okay, let's oh. talk about it. Well, let's talk about it indeed. Jeez. <sighs> oh, I mean, where do we start with this, mate? Um, I, well, let's I, look at some positives first. Yep, go on. Smith scored another century. Yep. Uh, the Stark catch was a great catch, mm-hmm. but wasn't wasn't a catch. Well, here we go again. Yes, and the laws of the game say that it was not a catch, and we're all going, but you're joking. He had control of the ball. Uh, and you touch the ground. So therein lies the rules. I, I didn't see England call him back. Um, England say, no, 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 that no, was that's fine. Right. Was no, you caught that, mate. It's I all right. I'll, I'll, I'll walk. <laughs> no, didn't see that. Well, my my biggest, obviously we're talking about Bearstow being run out by Kerry. Um, and my biggest bugbear is that uh, Bearstow is <laughs> one of the main culprits of trying to do it. And there's plenty of footage that you can have a look, uh, social medias, whatever, of uh, Bearstow doing exactly the same thing to Marnus Labashan in, uh, oh, was it the day one? Yeah, was day it? one. Yeah, day one. Exactly the same thing. So obviously you're on the same side as me, Blandy, and that it's all fair in cricket. Oh, come on, mate. I mean, seriously, uh, you know, the rules are the rules. And Bearstow's done exactly the same thing. And... You know, if uh, Johnny Bairstow, I like, I'll take you to SEN uh, Cricket's Daniel Norcross. He's a uh, a mad Englishman, and he uh, works for SEN Cricket and writes for them. Uh, he basically said that Bairstow is uh, quote a dozy pillock. He uh, walked out of his crease. He deserved what he got. Uh, Bairstow decided for whatever reason that he was going to go walk about. I thought Kerry showed great. Quick wittedness. I thought if England had taken a wicket like that, Lords would have erupted with glee. And if they got Steve Smith out like that, whoever did it would probably get a knighthood. Now, this is coming from an Englishman, a writer. Yeah, and look, there's plenty of Englishmen that are uh, sharing the similar sentiment. Uh, I watched a post-game interview with three English captains, mm-hmm. and they all agreed it was quite within the rules of the game and quite lawful, and they would have done it all themselves. Uh, Andrew Wu from The Age uh, pointed to a potentially bigger issue, saying that England has attempted to control when the spirit of the game argument is valid and when it is not. Uh, yes, you just have to look at the first couple of paragraphs and the laws of the game that were written by those wonderful gentlemen in the MCC. Mm. Mm. And it talks about the spirit of the game and abiding by the rules and the umpire's decisions. Mm. 
Uh, and, of course, the uh, England coach, Brendan McCullum. Of course, we've seen footage of his dismissal of uh, uh, Matai Muralithan, I think, who was... And others. ...congratulating uh, Sangakara on a century and just walked down to give him and uh, whipped the bales off and he was out. So, you know, this whole... Oh, it, it's driving me bonkers, to be honest with you. I, we need to go out there and just whip their ass in the third test. I think it's going to happen. I can see a 5-0 result. In fairness to England, mate, let's be honest here. If we look at this from outside our bubble, they have not been disgraced in any of the games so far. They no. could quite easily have won both those test matches. So I still think they are capable of getting up and winning this series. I really do. Oh, I agree, and it was only... <laughs> an hour of madness in their first innings where they lost a bundle of wickets going playing the basball way, mm. which really pushed the game in Australia's favour. But yeah. even at the end, they had the opportunity to come back and they nearly did. Yeah. Okay. Well, we move on, uh, what, on, because uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday, by the way. I think it's Thursday? Yeah, the 6th of... To Headingley? 6th. So what's that? that yeah, that's uh, Thursday. Thursday. So we move to Headingley, of course. We go to West Yorkshire and uh, they will be giving it to us. Don't you worry. <laughs> Look, as much as it may inspire England, uh, what's occurred here, it may well inspire us too. Uh, you know the Aussie way. When you're getting, uh, when you're copping a bit, you don't mind digging in. So it might bring out the best. Oh, I look forward to our chat next week, mate, about this. We better move on or else the whole podcast will be dedicated to what's occurred in uh, in England. And we don't want to do that. Uh, football, the Matildas head coach has confirmed his squad for the World Cup, describing the selection process as extremely tough. Yeah, it's the end of a two-and-a-half-year process and the wonderful start of a thrilling new journey for the team, he said, as they prepare for the World Cup which is happening in only a few weeks away. Yeah, I'll be heading down to watch one of the games. I don't know. It's a Thursday night, so I don't even know what it is. My son bought me a ticket, so he's he's keen. All right. Let's give give me a prediction now. Where do you think the, the, the Matildas are going to finish? Well, it all depends how Sam Kerr plays. And I don't want to say we're a one-woman team, but I tell you what, she is a vital cog. So uh, if something was to happen injury-wise or for whatever reason she didn't, perform as we expect her to do, uh, yeah, we'll be struggling. Yeah, look, there is a mix of uh, experience and youth, and uh, I think it's very pleasing to see seven of the 15 are in line to make the World Cup mm. debut, but I have a soft spot for Claire Polkinghorn. Okay. She's been there a few years. Yep. Great player, and I look, I'm predicting they'll make the final. Okay. Whether they win or not, don't know, but I'm saying final. Wouldn't it be great? Would wouldn't it be fantastic? Well, look, we are playing at home too, so I guess that's an inspiration for the players as well with a home crowd, crowd uh, advantage. Yeah, and it could be that the two biggest sporting events over the last four or five years could be the Women's World Cup cricket mm-hmm. and the Women's Football World Why Cup. not? And it was remiss of us not to mention our Aussie women's cricket team and their first uh, win in that uh, uh, game as well. Ash so, Gardner, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. And Beth Moody, a very old Beth Moody, is uh, is kicking Harvey Bain's uh, own English butt as well. So well done to the ladies. And I think we back up again in a couple of days as well, we do. don't we? We do. Okay. Uh, NBA, quickly, mate. Trade season is in full swing. And for the Aussies, there's been plenty of action. Yeah, Paddy Mills has been traded to Oklahoma and will join Josh Giddy, Dante Exum, who was a fifth, round, a fifth uh, pick overall, uh, left and went and played in Europe. He is back joining with the Dallas Mavericks, and he'll also join countryman Josh Green. And Jock Landale has <laughs> <is> finally <laughs> got paid, <laughs> got paid, listen to this, 
Thirty-two million dollar contract with the Houston Rockets. Thirty-two million. We are in the wrong business. We are, and I would imagine our listeners are thinking the same thing. Why don't we go and take up basketball? Why didn't we? One, I'm not that tall, and two, I'm not that talented. Yeah, well, there's two pretty good reasons I would have thought. Hey, we'll move to uh, AFL uh, over the uh, the weekend, mate. Of course, it was uh, it was well a mixed bag, was it not? In the AFL, yeah. yeah. Look, you, they, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, mixed bag is probably the best way to describe mm-hmm. it. The Lions are unstoppable mm-hmm. on fire. Yep. Then we have a draw between, <laughs> and uh, lucky to get a draw. I think the uh, the Swannies we're talking about there. Yeah, should yeah. have uh, should have really buried uh, the opposition by half time. We're talking about Geelong, and uh, they kicked atrociously. I don't know whether you saw it, mate. It was no, just I didn't watch it. Awful. I say Brendan Bowers, you with a blindfold and a pair of thongs, huh. would have kicked better than the Swans did. Oh, I, I don't have a bad right foot kick on me, Blandy, but, you know, I don't know if I could kick that long. Mm. Uh, disgraceful. It really, really was. But anyway, they got away with a draw and they were lucky to do that. Yeah, uh, Adelaide, too good for North, as you would imagine. Uh, the Bullies um, getting into a bit of form over Fremantle there. The Gold Coast, they were the big disappointments for me on the weekend because this was a huge test for the Suns. They've had some pretty big sculpts this year, including Geelong. Uh, They pushed Melbourne and probably should have won that game as well at home. And I thought, you know, this could be a defining game for them. And they were just totally outclassed. And what about that goal from Collingwood? Which one? I try not to watch too much (laughs) Collingwood, mate. I cannot recall the player's name, but he ran, 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 the ball bounced mm, short. mm, He was in and out mm. through the goals and kicked it back in. An amazing piece of individual play. But uh, let's uh, They're on. a machine. And look, I, I don't like Collingwood. It's well known. Uh, but you can't take away from the fact they are a very, very, very good football yeah, team. And I wish my team played half as good. Well, uh, let's speak about your team. Yeah, they were pushed all the way by, uh, by West Coast, which probably goes to show where the Saints sit. Which, by the way, is only percentage outside the top four. And I can't <laughs> believe that. I really can't believe that. It's... Uh, that's what the sport, AFL and uh, NRL this year, look, any team can beat another on the day and it's close and you still cannot tip who's going to be in the top eight. No, I guess not. Uh, Carlton too good for the Hawks and the Giants getting over the top of Melbourne. Some questions to answer there for the Demons. They'll have to bounce back. And, and Port Adelaide. On the siren over the Bombers there. So I thought Port Adelaide probably, uh, Port and Collingwood, the two best teams. But uh, I think Collingwood are in front at the moment. Anyway, the two will play each other. They do. And how refreshing was it to see when uh, the Port Adelaide player lined up for his goal, his teammate ran past him and said, no matter whether you're here or not, I still love you, mate. That's fantastic, isn't it? Hey, that's, (laughs) that is really pretty special. Now, uh, we'll move on to this week, Richmond uh, and Sydney. Uh, kick it off on Thursday. We've got the Bulldogs, Collingwood. That'll be a good game. Uh, Brisbane, West Coast, probably won't be a good game. No. Uh, the Giants and Hawthorne. The Saints play Melbourne. Port Adelaide, Gold Coast. Essendon, Adelaide and North play Geelong with Fremantle and Carlton. Uh, that, that'll be a good game to wrap it up. It will be a good game. It'll be worth looking at. And I think uh, Freya might dig in here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I reckon uh, you might be right. Uh, we'll quickly move to NRL because our special guest is uh, not too far away either. And once again, as you suggested, pretty hard to pick uh, winners uh, unless, of course, a team's playing the Dragons. Or, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the Sharks 52 there. Yes, Ben Hunt. Look, he wasn't feeling well and he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. But if you come out and say silly things and say you want to release and you come back, well, you've got to expect that. 
of South Sydney bounced back to form over the Warriors, 28 to 6. Uh, Penrith ran away with it over the Melbourne Storm, who were surprise. leading. Yeah, surprise. Yeah. I thought the Storm, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Should have had it in Canberra and, and Gold Coast, 26-22. We had a bit of controversy, but I think the referee was right with David Feeder pulling back um, Fogarty. And then, of course, we had North Queensland, oh, geez. 74, West Tigers, nil. <sighs> We've covered cricket scores and it's back, 74, nil. Gee, what, what do you do if you're the West Tigers? Well, I hope not too much because they play my Newcastle Knights in two weeks. Right. So I hope they just keep on who, keeping on. Who we should uh, we should uh, validate that they were extremely sensational over the weekend with a sixty six nil win. Admittedly, it was against the Bulldogs, but you can only do what you come up against. Oh uh, yes, I was mucking around at halftime, going, "I want it, I want seventy, I want seventy after the <laughs> night before," and we nearly got there. Nearly got there, indeed. It was a big win for the Knights. I think they needed that too. Then I don't think they're that far off your team, Brendan. No, look, they've had some close losses and they've also had some horrific losses, mm. but uh, the, the coach is under a bit of pressure and it was Mark Hughes' foundation uh, weekend as well, good old Newcastle Premiership winner, mm-hmm. and I think all the, the planets aligned, so to speak, and I think it has now pushed them in the right right direction. Okay, the Sea Eagles just over the Roosters and the Broncos and Dolphins, the battle for Brisbane there, was pretty close, but 24-16. It was, uh, and Selwyn f- Colbo was the difference. Yeah, who uh, didn't get State of Origin. We'll touch on that just quickly, though. Uh, Thursday night, the West Tigers and Sharkies do battle. Sharks should get over the top there. Dragons, yeah. Raiders, you'd have to tip the Raiders, I would imagine. I'm preempting all this for you, mate. The Eels and Warriors. I'm going Warriors. Warriors, Rabbits and Bulldogs, you'd think the Rabbits. Yeah. Titans, Dolphins, this may be... Uh, one of the matches of the round. In saying that, there's not too many matches this round. That's about <laughs> it. But who do you like there? Uh, I think the Titans will go okay. Yeah, I hope so anyway. I've got a soft spot for them. All right. Well, we better get to our special guest. And that special guest this week, Brendan, is none other than Queensland State of Origin squad member Jermaine Hopgood. Hi, Jermaine. How you going? Good, Jermaine. Good to have you on. Well, and congratulations yeah. first up into the State of Origin team. How do you feel? Yeah, mate, uh, still pretty surreal and, um, yeah, just grateful to be here and uh, be a part of it all. Surprise to you? Uh, Bill did call me on the the second game and sort of just said that I was close and just missed out on being in the squad. Uh, So when I seen his number call again on the weekend, I was... uh, I thought oh, I might, might be a crack to, to get in the squad here. And um, then, yeah, when he told me, I was, um, yeah, obviously pretty happy. Now, you've been part of the Queensland system through the 18s and the 20s. Have you noticed any differences up in the main main team? I think uh, they do a pretty good job of um, the culture and a lot of what you learn and what you're surrounded by uh, when you're in those younger uh, teams and coming through those camps, you're still surrounded by uh guys like Jonathan Thurston and we had Brent Tate and that hanging around when we were in, in 20s and, uh, you know, got my jersey off Darius Boyd and, and Petro and seeing guys like that, they do a pretty good job of, um, you know, making it like, making it one big team and, and one big culture. And I think that's the main thing that's sort of um, come through into this team is just how close everyone is and, um, yeah, how, how tight knit, I suppose. Do you think New South Wales has that, mate? I know you're not there, but you obviously talk to guys and you're aware of, you know, what goes on, I would imagine, uh, to some degree uh, with the opposition. Do you think they have that, what we have here in Queensland? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one. Uh, it's not something I suppose I'd probably ask 
those guys. Um, it's not something you really you care about too much, really. But um, absolutely, who cares what they think? Well, yeah, exactly. So I'm not. I'm not too sure, but mm. okay. All right, interesting. So you guys don't ever talk about you know the game outside of you know the circle of the game itself. Oh uh, well. I'm only 25 games into my NRL career, so I don't really go around. Uh, okay, fair enough. Well, I don't mate. really try and uh, go and bag any one that's played Origin. Um, I'm not quite on that level yet, but um, yeah, obviously, you know, I'll just I come into a cafe after the boys won the second game, and I had a Queensland hat on just for a bit of a laugh. But I don't, <laughs> I don't uh, sort of get into them too much. You still just got to uh, know where you stand, I guess. Well, Jermaine, it is always pleasing to see Queensland in particular. Most of the team come from regional Queensland. Mm. How important is, is do you think it is to have uh, the representation that goes right across the state? Yeah, I think, um, I suppose that's not something that is done on purpose. It's just uh, the way that it goes. And it is pretty awesome to see, uh, you know, such a widespread um, of where everyone's from and, um, yeah, like there's a lot of uh, the boys in this team are, are from, uh, you know, like smaller communities and it just goes to show that, you know, if you work hard and, and chase your dreams that, um, you know, anything can happen. So obviously started in Harvey Bay. Yeah. And uh, how proud, even though you, you, well, you may, you never know, you may run out on Wednesday week, but how proud will you be to have that uh, postcode on your sleeve? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've said a couple of times in the last couple of days, um you know, I'm always proud of where I come from and, um, you know, still got family there and, um, you know, that's that's always going to be home to me and, and um, yeah, I'm proud to be from Harvey Bay and uh, I'm just, it's awesome to be able to represent everyone and um, the amount of messages and love and support I've got from everyone uh, back home has been awesome and, um, yeah, I thank everyone for that. Well, mate, one thing I've been dying to ask you, you left Penrith, a very successful club, and you moved over to Parramatta where you've been absolutely braining it this year. Uh, what is What changes have you noticed and how's the move been? Yeah, I think the move's been pretty seamless for me, uh, actually. They're, they're actually two pretty similar clubs in, in culture and, um, you know, a really good group of guys over there at Parra and that's what everyone sort of speaks about Penrith is how tight everyone is and I think... That's something that power have got as well. You know, everyone's uh, everyone's really good mates, and um, that goes a long way to um, you know getting to that common goal that everyone has, which is you know trying to win grand finals. And um, yeah, it's been uh, obviously I was searching for a bit of an opportunity, and um, and I've gone over there and and, and I've gotten one. And um, yeah, like I've sort of been saying, if someone would have told me 18 weeks ago, I would have been in this squad. You know, doing this, I, I would have laughed. But, you know, that's a credit to uh, the coaches over there and the players that just have made me better, I suppose. And yeah. I, I think you deserve some of the credit too, Jermaine. Oh, just a little bit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine, I know you're saying you've only, you know, been around 25 games. It seems a lot longer. You've got a, a, an old head, if you don't mind me saying so, on young shoulders in that, you know, you look like you have you belong where you are playing, mate, and I'm sure you're in the uh, State of Origin camp now. It won't be too long before we see you running out with the big boys, and we are so incredibly proud of you. Well done, mate. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the week, buddy. Go the Maroons! That's it. (laughs) Okay, we'll move on to local sport, mate. It's a bit light on, I guess, with the school holidays. Yeah, plenty of uh, competitions took the opportunity to have a break and refresh and get the batteries back up to their full level, but the AFL, Bay men and women's and junior competitions went ahead. Okay, and as expected, uh, big wins to those we thought were going to win. 
Well, to the Bombers in particular, they defeated the Waves Eagles 13-8-86-3-1-19, but it was Bay Power's first win of the season. Woohoo! Well done to Bay Power. I think the uh, well, the audience here should appreciate the efforts of uh, Bay Power, please. Oh, no, they're not there. They're not doing it. Oh, there you are. Oh, that's Good light on the studio audience this week as far as participation goes, Brendan. Yeah, look, the Bay Power boys exploded from the blocks, as they say, from the first bounce, registering a 36 to nil first quarter mm-hmm. before the match remained evenly poised through the remaining three. But Bay Power won 8-13-61 to 5-9-39, and Josh Wheeler kicked four of the Bay Power's goals. Yeah, well done. You need you need to get at least a taste of a bit of success throughout the season, even if it's, you know, only a game or two. I, th- I think you need that as a player. You do, and this weekend it's uh, it's the Battle of the Bay, as they say, with uh, power taking on the Bombers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also in the women. And up there, both the Harvey Bay teams fell short last weekend with Brothers Bulldogs defeating Bay Power 3-1-19 to 2-2-14, while the Waves, who were taking all before them, won over the Bombers 5-12-42 to 2-1-13. Okay, and uh, this week? Well, we've got AFL, as I said, local derbies, Bay Power hosting the Bombers. In Rugby League, we also have another local derby, with Wallaroos hosting the Seagulls at Eskdale Park, West play East and Pass Brothers play Waves, and in footy in the men's, the Fraser Flames play Bingra, Corinthians and Sunbury meet up in Bundaberg, the Jets and Waves meet at Fraser Coast. That's uh, it's gonna could be a bit of one sided, mm, but mm. you never know. And UPE and Dune Villa meet in Bundaberg. Similarly in the women, UPE and Dune Villa meet, Jets and Waves and Flames and Bingra also clash. Okay, and we've got some hockey too? We do. The Fraser Coast competitions continue, and in the women, Uni Roos play Granville and Magpies play Bolts. In the men, Magpies and CBR and Brothers and Granville all meet in Harvey Bay on Saturday. Okay, now I uh, should take this time to mention FC Sports Media set to refocus as you enter your fourth year. Now, you've got your birthday coming up on August the 1st. Yes, and um, we're things- ushering in a change. Well, what are you doing? Well, uh, we're not going anywhere. We're going to continue to cover our local sports. We love it. But the media landscape has changed and continues to change. And after some market research, we've made the decision uh, to reduce the costs for any subscriber to zero. To zero. That's a big reduction, yes. Yes, there'll be no subscribers, so anyone will be able to see it. But if you wish to look, our subscribers had the opportunity to download photos. From now on, anyone can get on and see the galleries from August one and they can purchase the pictures themselves. Okay. All right, then. Fair enough, mate. Uh, you are committed to local sport on the Fraser Coast, and uh, and I would imagine look forward to uh, a new beginning. Yeah, it'll be great. Look, we're not going anywhere, and we'll still be covering all the local sport and getting out there and, and, and shouting to, from the rooftops about all our wonderful players and sports people and our administrators, of course, and look forward to continuing into our fourth year. Okay, fcsportsmedia.com.au. That brings to a conclusion, although we haven't done our yay for the week. No, we've got a yay for the week. And this week, I want to yell out to all the club registrars Mm. who have an unenviable job of making sure all the registrations are done. Oh, God, yes. Oh, no. The many hours they put in for it, it's always a thankless job. But uh, well done to you men and women, boys and girls who do the registrar jobs on behalf of our clubs. Keep up the good work. Yes, we dip our hat to you. And uh, fcsportsmedia.com.au is where you need to go. Brendan, as you say, it's our sport and our community. Now that you're up to date, don't forget to add us to your favourites to keep it that way. The Whistleblowers Podcast.